Oh, yes, everybody. This is the DFS Army Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Flex Matt. He is Brandon Adam. And tonight we will go through a super flex tight end premium rookie mock draft. Brandon, we're going to go three rounds. Brandon, here today. Are you ready? Yep, let's get going. All right. So here's what I'd like to do I'd like to grab an industry mock draft. Uh, you know, you don't like this mock draft that I, that I grabbed here, but for the viewership here, I I did put together a little graphic for us to take a look at for the mock draft. I've got, uh, some skill position players, um, right here. First round, second round, third round, fourth round. I'm going to kind of name a couple of these people, but oddly enough, Brandon, I mean, we may be, I mean, here's the thing. We may be a little bit too hyped on some of these guys. I mean, it happens. It it happens a lot. Okay. A lot of us like Malik Willis. He didn't end up being anything. And now we've got Troy Franklin in the third round, pick 3.1. This is Walter Footballs. Last year, they were the number one media outlet to uh, to select draft picks correctly in the draft last year. I don't know what the hell they got going on here, but we got Troy Franklin pick 3.1 in the third round to the Carolina Panthers. Brandon, what do you think about that? It's not possible. <laughs> it won't be possible. That won't be what happens, but... But we'll go with what you got. Yeah. Also, um, I, I, uh, I got to look up where Roman Wilson went. Three point one two, Brandon. But if you can just uh, for our audio listeners, real quick, can you run down some of these picks while I go take a look at where Roman Wilson went? Um, Roman we'll start Wilson with is the right here. He's at uh, three twelve. Yeah, no, I know he's at 312, but I don't know what team he went to. So if you can just run down from the first round, second round, third round, just kind of list the players and what draft position they went in. I'll I'll find it for us here. Here's some of the highlights I see from other mocks that we are seeing out in the industry. One in the first round, Xavier Leggett um, at 128 uh, going to Buffalo. That is one that's pretty surprising of him sneaking into the first round. Um, having, having Polk, Paracel, and Prather, um, going ahead of Xavier Worthy is kind of crazy, uh, or going behind Xavier Worthy is kind of ahead of crazy. AD I, Mitchell in this mock draft. Yeah, Walter Football has Ricky Pearsall going 2.11 to Atlanta, JJ McCarthy going 212 to Las Vegas Raiders, and then uh, Prather, which is Tua's brother's number one uh, selection there. He is steaming up. I'll tell you, he is going to be a, uh, <clears throat> a a combine guy because his size, his size yeah. is up there. He's 6'4, 212. Uh, Caden nice. Prather, he is a transfer from West Virginia. Um, he doesn't have a ton of production, but he has size. He attacks the football really well. So he ended up going 214 to Indianapolis Colts. AD Mitchell to Cincinnati at 2.17. Don't hate Lad that McC- one. You hate it or don't hate I it? I don't hate that one. Okay, yeah, there I you like go. AD Mitchell. Mitchell to the Bengals. This, hey, Brandon, this is the world we're going to live in today. It, it, assuming this happens, um, we got Brock Bowers, 1-5 to the Chargers. We got Neighbors, 1-6 to the Giants. Roma Dunze teaming up with Caleb Williams in Chicago at 1-9. Bo Nix to Denver at 1-12. Yeah, Brian I- Thomas Jr., 124 to Dallas. 
Xavier Worthy to the Panthers, 2-1. 2-2, Keon Coleman to the Patriots, 2-4, JT Sanders to the Commanders, which this isn't, as we are seeing these mocks come up, uh, we see a lot of teams that potentially are going to enjoy the talent that JT Sanders is in the early second round. And if we do, again, Brandon, this is the world we're living in here today. JT Sanders goes 2-4 in a tight end premium in our three-round mock here. We're going to see where he falls. Jalen Polk goes 2-6 to Tennessee. Mike uh, Michael Penix uh, goes 2-10 to to Minnesota. The Minnesota Vikings, like I said, McCarthy to the Raiders, A.D. Mitchell to Cincinnati Bengals, Lad McConkey to the Eagles, which I really love. And here's the highest I've seen Jermaine Burton go, 230 to Baltimore. I actually really like that. Goes ahead of Troy Franklin in this mock. Uh, Roman Wilson, like I said, 312, and I'm going to see exactly where he went here at 312. At 312, he went to let's see here the Denver Broncos so he actually pairs up with Bo Nix there Roman Wilson now that's that's pretty crazy Jaheim Bell goes to the Colts 318 Spencer Rattler 319 to the Rams Blake Corum first running back off the board 324 to the Green Bay Packers uh Jonathan Brooks 325 to Tampa Bay don't love it don't love that that uh, and then another one, Johnny Wilson, actually, you know, the big, tall, uh, Gumby-looking guy out of <laughs> Florida State. Because yep. 28 to Detroit. Then here's I a good one, 331, which, I mean, hey, it seems like Tez Walker is falling in drafts. You loved him. I ended up putting him in my top 10 just to appease you because, you know, I what wasn't enjoying him in, in, our, in our previous podcast, but he has been just – falling he's been falling so far down draft boards but hey if kansas fake City, draft boards hey, fake if, draft boards i mean he's fallen everywhere i mean he probably isn't falling out of the second round um but he's 331 here to the kansas city chiefs your guy audric estimate to the carolina panthers you probably love that aeneas smith to the patriots you probably won't but here we go fourth round here 4.4 that's the one bucky irving to the that's arizona the cardinals trey benson going to the tennessee titans uh Jonathan Brooks. Oh, I have him here twice, but that's weird. It's not Jonathan Brooks there at 4-7. That's somebody else uh, to the Giants. Uh, Dylan Johnson of the Huskies going to Minnesota. Jacob Cowan going to Chicago. Don't love that. He'd be wide receiver three, though, playing the Darnell Mooney role. Darnell Mooney is a free agent. And then a couple guys, Michael Pratt, 418 to the Seahawks. So, Brandon, let's get it going here at at the 101, I would say last week or last time we did a little mock, um, I I was not 101. So if you wouldn't mind me taking your darling Caleb Williams here at 101, that's what I'd like to do, Brandon. Caleb Williams, he is the guy in this mock draft here. He gets paired up with Rome Adunze. Yeah. Now he ends up having DJ Moore, Rome Adunze. That's something that we really like. Also oh, in this yes. mock, he ended up with Jacob Cowing filling in that wide receiver three role. That they seem to be ready to. I mean, here's the thing. And I look at Justin Fields' production from last year, and I'm not going to lie. There were times where QB3, QB1, QB, you know, he, I, I don't, I don't mind Fields. I mean, I really don't. And to put Caleb in that position, adding a couple weapons, 
I think that's going to be great, and and I'd love to see them go a double tap here. I've been saying it in our group chat. If Caleb Williams goes double tapped with Marvin Harrison, Roma Dunze, neighbors, you know, any one of those dudes, I, mm-hmm. I, I would be all in uh, adding DJ Moore as well. Yeah, I think neighbors is actually a duplicate draftee compared for D- DJ Moore. It's a similar role. I don't think neighbors would ever go there, but Dunze is a great fit. I think that would be. That'd be really needed in that offense for Chicago, especially to help out DJ Moore with the double coverage that he was getting last year. But yeah, I'm, I'm all for Caleb one-on-one locked in no matter what. It doesn't matter where he goes to me. I'm, I'm drafting talent and talent alone with him. All right. At 101, I went Caleb Williams drafted 101 to the Chicago Bears. Brandon, you are on the clock. 1.02. Very easy. I'm going with the most locked up prospect, most locked in prospect of the draft, and that's Marvin Harrison Jr. at 102. Um, I think in a super flex, in a super flex. 100%. Wow, okay, 100%. rookie mock draft 1.0. That's what we're doing here right now. You have yeah. Marvin Harrison going to the Arizona Cardinals at 1.02 in super flex. Tell me yes. about it. if he if he is paired up with Kyler Murray, that is the dream for uh for all Kyler Murray owners and for uh, of the landing spots in the top, you know, nine besides him going to Chicago for some, you know, if Justin Fields is staying, that's the best spot for Harrison to land and actually to get 150 targets the next year. He's going to get as much work as possible. Kyler Murray, the last time he had a legit number one, he was, uh, he was a top eight, top five quarterback in the league. I think that's what's needed in that offense. And Marvin is everything they need. They need a bona fide X and that is what Marvin Harrison is. And, to be honest, out of any of these people, there is no doubt in my mind that Marvin Harrison is. You can just chalk it up. He's going to have a 10-year career, easy. He's going to smash, and he's going to have multiple wide receiver one seasons, and you can just count on it. Wow. Well, you, get, you, you gifted me right here, and here's the thing, and I think it's becoming more chalk nowadays uh, that Jaden Daniels, uh, goes 1.02 to yeah. the Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. Not only do I really, really love that, but I also would like to say that if you gifted me Jaden Daniels at three, that's really all I need. I mean, if you're if you're at the 103 and you're kind of thinking, oh well, I'm not really too hot on Drake May. I'm not really too hot on the idea that I have to grab at three the QB that falls to me that goes to the Patriots. You know, who do they even have? You know, in this draft, though, they did come up with Keon Coleman 2.02 later on in this draft. Aeneas Smith also later. But, I mean, we don't like it, right? Yeah, we don't like it. But that seems to be something that's going to happen. So, at 103 here, Jaden Daniels, I love the rushing upside. I love the fact that I I believe he is a better pass catcher than Lamar or a better passer, better thrower of the football than Lamar is. and if I believe just for a little bit that he can rush like Lamar even to that point, then give me him at 1.03 to the Washington yeah. Commanders all Absolutely. day long. 1.04, Brandon, in our rookie mock draft, 1.0. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. 1.04. I'm going Malik Neighbors, the next 
wide receiver. I like that he is going to be the number one option. They are starved of playmakers in that New York Giant um, offense. Stefan Diggs was was Dayball's guy. I think he tries to go get himself a top flight wide receiver. If Marvin Harrison Jr. was not in this draft, people would be smitten with Malik Neighbors as the one as the wide receiver one. And honestly, I think he's in his own tier, if not pretty close to what Marvin Harrison Jr. is. But I have him in a separate tier, a little bit ahead of Roman Dunze. But I just don't like the fit with the – I don't like the landing spot for Drake May. That's a lot to prove to me that the Patriots are going to be able to handle bringing on a rookie head coach, going to be able to come in that was handpicked by the owner – and to succeed, you know, succeed, uh, Bill, I just don't, I don't know. I have a lot, a lot, lot there to be, to, that you want, you want, you need a lot more out of that offense for me to take Drake May over a locked in stud like neighbors moving forward. Yes. Now, we, now, 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 if Drake May ends up a commander, I think, I think that is a great fit. Well, Imagine that we've already taken the commander quarterback here. So that that's the thing is, remember, we're living in this world. Walter Football has put us in this world. This is the draft right here. You're taking Malik Neighbors going to the Giants at 1.04. Now, this is really where it gets a little interesting here. Um, let's say this happens again, 1.05. I mean, here we are. I, I You know, you, first of all, like I said, I had preferred the landing spot of, uh, you know, of, of Washington over New England. And that's a pretty easy way to go. Also, I prefer Jaden Daniels over Drake May. So now it's a double negative here. And what I think I have to do here. Ugh. Do the I right just, thing. You no, the right I, I, I don't know that I can. I would say <laughs> with, um, oh my gosh, I think I'm at the chicken little. I think I'm at the chicken little here in this spot as a chicken little, Brandon. I'm going to have to take Brock Bowers. I mean, in, we're in a tight end premium Superflex mock draft. I do not like the New England landing spot. Drake May lands there. He lands there with Keon Coleman. I mean, geez, I hate Keon Coleman. I mean, I might be forced to draft Keon Coleman out of Desperado here later on, Brandon. Brock Bowers ends up in, in with Justin Herbert. Uh, in with Mike Williams, in with Keenan Allen, in with, well, maybe Austin Eckler. Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens there. But Brock Bowers goes to uh, the perfect situation. I mean, I, I, I watched a, a video last night about John Harbaugh and how he loves his nasty tight ends. I mean, that's what they do. They get in the face of others. Now, this is not necessarily that, but I think with a nice shiny new toy at a position that he loves, Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he puts somebody else in line. Maybe they line them up in weird formations, which is something he really likes to do, and I don't know, man. And tight end premium, like I said, I don't love the quarterback situation. I'm going Brock Bowers 
five, Brandon. You're up for a 1.06. I don't know what to say here. I'll go Drake May, and I'll, that's totally fine with me. Um, you got to take the quarterback value there. If, he, if, if, you go, if you get Drake May at 106, you should be very excited for that. The guy can make, make plays. He can throw. I just don't know what the identity of this offense is going to be moving forward in New England. I don't like Keon Coleman in this world that we're living in. They need to add another wide receiver in free agency for that to start making more sense for me. But yeah, I'm I'm taking Drake May just because I think in Superflex the format you got to do it. And Drake May has great talent. Maybe he can rise above a bad situation and actually play better than any you know, anybody since Tom Brady there. Um, so I don't know. I think I think he'll be fine. And he has a big arm. He can make plays. I'm going. I'm going. Uh, Drake May at 106. And that's a good that's a good pick. I mean, this makes it really easy. Rome Odunze, yeah. come on down, big dog. Come join the big dogs team here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rome Odunze ends up in a situation where you saw a lot of production from Fields to DJ Moore down the field last year. I don't know that that's DJ Moore's skill set. I mean, I think he can do it because he's fast. I also think that they ran a little bit of backyard football last year because that's, I think, probably Fields wanted to look his best. DJ Moore wanted to continue to look his best, and they were the two best options on the field. Uh, Not to mention they probably wanted to try their best to stick it to Chicago, making this pick be pick number nine instead of two or three, you know, and they wouldn't have to worry about trading up. But either way, Romo Dunze actually lands in the nuts here, being the downfield option. Mm -hmm. So assuming that all that happens is Odunze replaces – DJ Moore in that offense, then DJ Moore goes to a number two gadget guy, um, which can be great. I mean, we've seen uh, Caleb Williams with gadget guys, Brandon. We really have. And it's been great. I mean, those are the only guys he seems to have been able to have, you know, that produced well under him for the last couple of years. So I'm going to say Romo Dunze, easy pick here, 1.07. Now you're on the clock, 1.08. Yeah, I, I'm going to the plan of Sean Payton. I think, but I think they got a Bo Nix plan. I said it when we were going through everything with quarterbacks that he reminds me of a a slightly bigger Drew Brees in stature and similar playing style. Does not surprise me that Bo Nix ends up in Denver, um, and it's for a reason. It's because he runs this type of system that Sean Payton likes to do. He likes yak. He likes easy throws, making things easy on the quarterback. Uh, a lot of, I think Bo is going to, has a lot of experience uh, and it's going to help him big time when he takes over this offense um, fairly early in his career. Cause Russell will probably end up being a stealer. Shane's here. Let's go boys. That's a comment. Yep. We're here. And, and I'll read off the picks so far. We're in our 1.0 mock draft, rookie mock draft, super flex, super flex, tight end premium, Caleb Williams, 101, Marvin Harrison, Jr. 102, Jaden Daniels goes to the commanders. He's at 103. Malik Neighbor sneaks into 1.04 in a super flex, which I think by the end of the, by the end of this, that's probably going to be the nuts here 1.04 
Malik Neighbors. 1.05, Brock Bowers. I chicken-littled out. Brock Bowers, it's a tight end premium, and I don't love the landing spot of the New England quarterback. But you go ahead and take Drake May at 1.06. I take Roma Dunze. Roma Dunze, 1.07, falls to Chicago at 9, pairing up with Caleb Williams. You know, if you look at it, there's a lot of people talking about how Chicago could trade up from 9 to get Marvin Harrison. Maybe they trade up to get neighbors. Well, heck. Or stay at nine and grab Robo, Romo Dunze if that's possible. And that's just as good to me. I mean, maybe. It really I mean, is. It, it really I, is. I'd say it's a good consolation prize for not having to give up some picks. And oh, then yeah, at awesome. 1.08, Bo Nix falling to Denver. Not even falling. I mean, picking him at 12, I would say. That's where he's going, man. I'm telling you, it's been this way for a while. This is a lock. If you want to bet one draft pick, this might be it. Um, this is the perfect landing spot, the perfect system. It makes too much sense not to happen. I I agree. I, I like it. I, I like it. I'm not going to say anything about it. So here I am at 1.09 and here this is. is really where the drafts, this is really where the draft starts. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, this is a really tough pick here. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I know you're, right now. <laughs> I don't know what to do right here. Um so gosh, I just think so to to me, I would say it's probably between two guys. It's between Brian Thomas Jr. to Dallas and Xavier Leggett to Buffalo because I mean Gabe Davis Gabe Davis is not very good, but has done really well in fantasy football with Josh Allen. I mean, if you get anybody with any better upside, I just wonder what that could be like. I also wonder, is Stefan Diggs staying around? Is, is he, is he not? I don't know. The problem is that Brian Thomas Jr. to me is a better receiver. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to go Brian Thomas Jr. to Dallas. I'm going to pick him. See, this is, uh, this is, uh, this is a tough one, man. I honestly, because I I love Dak. How long, how long is he sticking around? Is, is CD lamb still going to get the lion's share? Are they going to split it? Well, I look at it. It's like, well, they had to give CD lamb the lion's share, Michael Gallup, whoever else, Brandon cooks, Nobody. nobody, Nobody's. But when Brandon Cook shined, he really did shine. You really enjoyed having him around, um, but maybe a little more consistent. Plus, for 6'4", the guy's potentially valued at a 4'3 speed guy. We'll see yeah. next week at the Combine. If he yes. can get to that speed level and Brian Thomas Jr. hits up with the Dallas Cowboys, that's going to be nasty. So yeah. I'm going to go uh, Brian Thomas Jr. at 1.09 going to the Dallas Cowboys. Brandon, Adam, you have and one. I'm gonna and I'm gonna shake it up, man. This is where I'm gonna shake this draft like a snow globe. Oh, you might get mad like a snow globe. No, 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 don't do you it. Don't do it. No, don't. Because uh, I was thinking, I was thinking maybe I was thinking somebody else here. Last I'm pick. thinking I want you're gonna be able to get this no. guy every single time at 112. I just it's feel 110. Ladies, it's 110. 110? Okay, it's 110. Yeah, 110. Okay. I thought it was 112. Okay, so all right. I guess I guess I could still go Xavier Leggett. That's fine. 
Um, it's just Buffalo. The only thing, it's not the guy, it's the Buffalo. It's Buffalo, man. Like we've been talking about this whole off season, who's going to Buffalo, who's going to end up being possibly a Bengal or who's going to be a chief. Um, that's what we've been looking at, trying to figure out who's going to end up being that guy. And if, if it, I mean, if Xavier Leggett ends up this, ends up being drafted this high, that means they have real, real plans for, for him. And what? And you said your comp for him was DK Metcalf and a guy I think named, he's better. I think he's better a, a than guy, A guy named Steve Smith Jr. agrees with you. Um, his Xavier, Xavier Leggett is DK Metcalf reincarnated. But let's, let's just hope he can – have more than just a couple routes and he grows, but yeah, I like, I like the landing spot for this world. I don't mind it. Um, it's definitely a world that I haven't seen at all, but, um, we'll, uh, we'll work with it. And we'll get, yeah, we're in the world of Walter football right now. This mock draft was updated today by Walter himself. Uh, but I was actually correct. So on my third round, that's Jonathan Brooks. Going mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay, 3.25. It's Ja'Cory Brooks going to the Giants at 4.7. So keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, but of course. Now, now, you said that's where you were going to stun the draft. Yeah, I think I'm about this to is... drop the hammer if you don't. <laughs> um, in a super flex, this pick has to be um, – absolutely has to be a, a, a quarterback here. It, it makes my heart – just go crazy that the Seahawks don't have a second round pick because if these do end up falling this way, I would love to have seen us at 2.16, 2. point something grabbing a QB here. If they were right there, we could have made some sneaky trades, but we didn't. My whole thing is how in the world are you not going to go Michael Penix here? Um, Dude, you're such, you're such a loser. You told me I was going to do it last pick. You get me off of it so you can keep it. I knew you were going to do that. Go ahead. I, I knew you were going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> I, I, you're so upset. Oh my god! I'm well, furious because so, you've been—I've been—you've been talking nonstop trash about Penix and all this stuff about. McCarthy. I have not been talking mm. trash about all Penix right. at all. I'm just saying yeah. that okay. Michael Penix is probably not going in the first round. I, I think that that is almost a lock in my personal mind. Mm. I think it's a lock. So. I'm not saying that J.J. Uh, McCarthy's better. I am saying that I think that J.J. is going in the first round and you got to take draft capital. I just, wow. you do, a- a- as oh, a QB. Man. That's how I feel. But going 111 in this rookie mock draft uh, is, is Michael Penix to the Minnesota Vikings, which yeah. I'm not saying that's an incredible landing spot. Oh, I'd man. love to see them be able to get a little more um, – Going here, I mean, Minnesota, they've got a lot of issues. So, but what I love about the defense being, you know, trash is that that gives Michael Penix the ball a lot. He's a deep ball receiver. JJ can do anything. So, my idea is hey, Michael Penix 111, you're gifted. Michael Penix right here. He's going to be a star in the NFL, depending on where he goes. I hope he doesn't end up getting drafted by someone stupid that just won't be able to use him and let him sit and see what happens because I hate that. I want him to come out. I want him to play, and I want him at 1.11 
Brandon, you're at 1.12, closing out the first round. Frustrating, man. Frustrating. You're making me take a guy I don't like. I'm going to have to take McCarthy. I think the landing spot for the Vegas for him is really good. Anybody that's landing in at the Raiders, Minnesota, um, those are the two that I have cert- double circled for my hopes and dreams for a quarterback to fall. And even if I don't like J.J. McCarthy personally as a prospect, I have to adhere to what the board is here um, because if it was my board, it'd be much different. But I will take I will take McCarthy because I love the landing spot, and I think the Raiders are gonna end up kind of being the darlings of the NFL again here soon, and I'm excited. I forgot to put up Shane's comment. He said, false, so much trash. That was the Minnesota defense. All right, it's that so rounds, true. That No, he's talking about your Penix call. You, no. He's talking about you and your Penix. That's yes. not true. That is For not For anybody that doesn't understand, he is from Seattle. This guy has been pumping Penix all year long, and then out of the last month, now he's pumping J.J. McCarthy. But today, he's not pumping McCarthy. Okay. I – in this okay. world, Brandon, okay, we're, in the, we're in the okay, Walter man. football. We're in the Walter football world here today, <laughs> and, and in our very first rookie mock draft, we're, we're like I said, we're going by the Walter football landing spot. <laughs> Uh, but to recap our first round, 1.01, Caleb Williams. 1.02, Marvin Harrison. He goes to the Cardinals at four. 1.03, Jaden Daniels goes to the Commanders at two. 1.04 uh, was Malik Neighbors going to the Giants at six. Uh, 1.05 is Brock Bowers going to the Chargers at, at the fifth pick overall. Uh, then we have Drake May going 1.06. He goes three overall to the New England Patriots. 1.07, Roma Dunze gets, <laughs> I would say he falls. He falls yeah. to number nine, uh, and he ends up getting selected by the Chicago Bears who laid and waited. They didn't trade up. They they didn't make a move, which means they they could go make another move and and maybe find themselves in the early second round for a guy they mm-hmm. love as well uh, to trade off fields. But I went Roma Dunze, 1.07. You went Bo Nix. Going to Denver at the 12th overall pick, you went that at 1.08. In a super flex tight end premium, Bo Nix, first round draft pick in the eighth slot. That's incredible. Uh, 1.09, Brian Thomas Jr. He went 24th overall to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas Cowboys is a nuts landing spot for a receiver, I believe. Um, And also, I mean, a first round wide receiver from the Dallas Cowboys this year, that would... That would mean they they love him. And you know the Cowboys, especially with elite players, elite speed, elite size. When they go and get their guys, they're going to feature them. So I went Brian Thomas Jr. to Dallas at 1.09. In this mock draft, Xavier Leggett went in the first round to the Buffalo Bills, and you picked him at the 10th spot in a super flex tight end premium. Uh, I think that's great. Michael Penix. Goes 111 to the Minnesota Vikings in the second round. Penix was drafted 10th overall. And then you rounded out the end of the draft with J.J. McCarthy to the Las Vegas Raiders. Now we're going to get into the, the tough spot. If, if you Here stuck around because you actually want to see what happens in the second and third rounds, uh, here we go. So 2.1, I have the spot. 
And this is where the draft gets shaken up a little bit. Um, do we like landing spots or do we like players? Um, mm-hmm. There has not been a running back selected, and I'm going to do it. Bucky Irving, 2.01 <laughs> to the Arizona Ooh. Cardinals. I think <laughs> I think he has a role right away, even Whoa. with James Conner. Okay? You got Whoa. Marvin Harrison. You got Kyler. You got Bucky oh Irving. Get out of here. Are you kidding me? Bucky's elite. Bucky has what you would love to have in a dynasty running back. And you know what? If this had been in the first round or second, early second round for the Arizona Cardinals, you he would be probably 1-8, one 1-9. One yeah. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. Could be. But Bucky Irving goes to the Cardinals 2.1. I'm very happy to have that pick. I love Bucky. If you listened to the podcast before, the guy's an animal. I love him. He was my two overall running back in this class. Um, I love it, Brandon. I mean, I'm sorry to shake it up a little bit, but we're getting here in the nuts. This the draft's already happened. We we know where he lands, and and I like that selection, even if he's a fourth round pick. All right, let's see. Awesome. If, go nice. ahead. I, I, I totally get it. Uh, Bucky is an explosive guy. How about Kyle Stock if that happens, huh? How about Kyler Murray Stock? Kyler Murray Stock would just absolutely explode if this was the actual case for what happens. Um, I, I'm all in with Kyler Murray this year. If you guys saw the buy, buy up our targets, offseason targets, he is a buy, buy, buy because they are set up to actually make a huge impact in the draft this year. Um, I like that a lot. So at 202, I will take Hey, before you pick, can I can I say something real quick? Sure. Yeah. So there's I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a lot of rumblings about a, a a wide receiver trade that could be going down. Um some people are really talking about AJ Brown being traded to the Indianapolis Colts. You know. Ooh. I, I, I know that AJ Brown. I know that AJ Brown would be worth a first round pick. They did not select a skill player in this draft. The one that we have done here, they did at two point one four. But if AJ Brown ends up to the Colts, and then they franchise tag, uh, what's his face? Uh, I, I keep forgetting the actual players. I'm so tied up. Yeah, Michael Pittman. If they franchise tag Pittman, they'll have Jonathan Taylor, Pittman, A.J. Brown, and my darling at QB coming back off an injury with a rocket of an arm. What do you think about that? What do you think about that if that were to happen, Brandon? If that happens, and Anthony Richardson is a top-five quarterback. <laughs> Period. Good. I think it could. 100%. I, mean, I don't know. I think it could happen. I- <laughs> He's he could he 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 should be averaging somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty three points a game. Yes, and like and 24. I mean, what better? I mean, you saw how feasting they were over there last year without him. I mean, he was getting ten targets a game yeah. over there, Michael Pittman. Yeah. And yeah. now you just split up some of that. You just dump it down to your hefty guys over the middle, deep. I mean, what are you going to do? You got Josh Downs running all over the field. Just, I, I really love that. But sorry, two point oh two in our rookie two oh two for this draft. I, I'm gonna, I'm taking talent over everything, and my talent, my my prospect is Troy Franklin. I'm taking two oh two. If he's walking into Carolina Panthers, he's going to be the number one wide receiver, no doubt. 
Um, there is no chance he gets outplayed by Mingo. There is no chance that Adam Thielen could do anything to him. This guy's going to receive at least 140, 150 targets from uh, Bryce Young. If Canales, if Canales can actually get Young to be and throw on on time like he was throwing in Alabama, let's let's go. I, I'm all I, I love. I actually like that landing spot because of him. Um, but Troy, Troy Franklin would walk straight into probably the most targets of anybody outside of probably Malik Neighbors and Marvin Harrison. So um, also in so again so in Walter Football's mock draft updated today they've got Troy Franklin falling to three point one, which I think is asinine. We're not just picking up any mock draft here. I mean, this is Walter football last year. They were rated the number one most accurate media picker for the NFL draft 2021. They were number two, 2017, 2019. They were number one. So these guys aren't slouches. Maybe they see something on the NFL side. That, that maybe the NFL doesn't love. I don't know. They got Ricky Pearsall up at 2.11, but Troy Franklin at 3.1. So I don't know. So like you said, you're taking talent. But are you? would you be scared off because at, in the first pick of the second round, they picked Xavier Worthy? So no, are you, are I think you scared I think, off about that? I think he'll end up outplaying Xavier Worthy by a landslide. Um, I, I think Xavier worthy is a body catching one dimensional wide receiver and that's it. He's, he's not a wide receiver one that can beat you from every part of the field. Like a Troy Franklin can. Um, I, I just don't see it. I never saw, I never saw it on tape. Um, I, all I saw was a guy that got to run free and had a hard time tracking the football and did a lot of body catches. So I just think I, there's just no way this is really going to happen. I'm get, I'm taking I'm taking my stand right here. I'm telling you, Troy Franklin is twice the prospect of Xavier Worthy. Period. Wow. I mean, that's actually pretty. Just what it is. That's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. So so now here at two point three. Um, it is, it is a tough, it's a tough sled right here because like you said, it is, it's a little bit of talent, a little bit of landing spot. Um, can we just in this mock draft, um, that we got from Walter football, can we just assume that maybe AJ Brown did get traded? No. Dang. <laughs> that's, a, come on. That's, a big, that's a big time deal. Like, no. Okay. Dang it. Um, Okay. Well, it's just tough because now we have talent, right? So we have Tez Walker to Casey. We love that, but I definitely don't believe he's a number one. So he's not, uh, that really probably ticks up Rice's avail, you know, uh, stock 80 Mitchell to Cincinnati. Let's assume. I like that Uh, a lot, but lad McConkey to Philly's great. Um, Keon Coleman, I don't like him. You know, Xavier Worthy's up, but he's vying against Troy Franklin. Um, we got the running backs picking the fourth round. Ugh, it's so tough right here. All this right. Is well, very mixed up. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say since uh, they have not, we're going to just go with the world where they drafted A.D. Mitchell because they did not keep T. Higgins. Exactly. I'm, 
I'm going to go A.D. Mitchell 2.3 to yes. the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw exactly what T. Higgins has been to that offense. I don't think they drop it all with A.D. Mitchell. If they get doubled on Chase, we can probably see some good amount of touchdowns coming to A.D. Mitchell. So he gets drafted in the second round, pick 17 overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and he gets drafted to me in a super flex tight end premium at 2.3 brandon who do you have next i'm going to take that guy that monster down in texas the other guy jt sanders here um in tight end premium i think he has all the upside in the world to be a legit tight end moving forward especially in that setup where he's going to have Jaden daniels logan thomas is old he can teach him the ropes a little bit while he's on injured reserve throughout the year um and <laughs> and uh and sanders will just start cooking like crazy making things easy for Jaden daniels in the middle of the field um he's used to big long guys like like brian thomas jr i i think uh sanders and Jaden daniels be a quite the combo i'm in all right in a tight end premium that's a good spot Jaden Daniels, JT Sanders get a chance to link up. the The offense is favorable to um, to the pass catchers. I mean, we we know that we've seen it happen in front of our eyes. We know what that offense can produce if you're slinging the ball down the field. This one's this one's really tough. Again, I mean, we're getting super tough here. I <laughs> I, I I really like. I really like three guys right here, and I I know I got to make a, a decision here, but let's let's just say and and I'm gonna be honest, if Jalen Polk goes two point six to the Tennessee Titans, he's wide receiver one, in an offense where he at college was Michael Penix's deep ball jump ball receiver. Yeah, Will Levis, deep ball, jump ball guy, right? Yeah, we know Traylon Burks isn't that guy. If we don't send him downfield, mm -hmm. we send him across the middle. He just catches these beat up, beat him up in the middle dump offs. Then we say Jalen Polk just gets a chance to become an absolute superstar in Tennessee. Um, this this feels very much like um, like Trey Flowers last year or Zay Flowers last year for Baltimore, where he was sliding to 2.5, 2.6, not really understanding where he would be because of what the depth chart was, but he ends up you know, excelling to that 800-plus yards, some touchdowns as the wide receiver one in the offense. So I'm going to go Tennessee Titan Jalen Polk, pick six overall in the second round before you know, quarterbacks that – that were there, you know, could be traded up, whatever it was, before yeah. other wide receivers is Lad McConkey, A.D. Mitchell. I'm going to go Jalen Polk here, 2.5. Yeah, I like like I was talking about the Titans' offense moving forward now. They are going to be heavily influenced by the Bengal offense. If that's the case, you got Hopkins, Polk, Levis, Spears, and then Chig as a tight end that's pretty good man i think i think with callahan i think he he's actually a heck of a coach and a heck of a play caller and i think he's going to be able to squeeze as much out of that offense as possible i like i like uh i like that landing spot for polk um that's pretty i didn't cool. i uh, i don't think deandre that. hopkins is dust but no, it's it's more it's more like he's gonna be a guy 
that you can count on as a wide receiver two to three production every year or mm-hmm. or next year, but also Polk is the guy that you can just see all of a sudden exploding where all the scouts were they had it right, but not exactly right. And he just ends up coming out being a dog. Cause that's what you love about him is he's a dog. I mean, that's, that's, that's what he is. He's not necessarily great. He's not a great route tree guy, but he's a dog. So I'll take it. 2.5. Screw it. Again. I guess I'm going to have to take this guy that I don't like, but it looks like this draft does. And that's a uh, Coleman to New England. Um, he's a big freak athlete. Can definitely take care of business in the air. Is a very, is very athletic wide receiver. Um, it's 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 the archetype of the old school outside wide receiver. Is what Colin is. Um, I just need to see him separate. I want to watch him at the combine when he's lined up next to a bunch of people. I want to see his route running, and I want to see if he's actually getting. Th- through his breaks with speed, is he able to stem correctly? I I just I just have my doubts with him, but because of this opportunity and where he's been drafted, that means he's gonna have, have himself a long leash to be able to learn, hopefully, unless you know, unless they pull a Nikhil Harry or something, which is very Coleman. So Nikhil Harry is very much like a Coleman, it is Coleman. So it's very scary to to see this happening again to New England. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, I just think because of the draft cap, you got to go there. Yeah, that's uh, Keon Coleman. I was kind of, you know, we're not Keon Coleman fans. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Drake May, Keon Coleman, can that marriage happen? Maybe. And, and yeah. at 2.6, you got to take a shot, uh, Adam. You know, this one's good. I, I just – I. This one sucks. This one sucks. Hold on. Let's see again where Roman Wilson ended up. So Roman Wilson, he's at the Broncos. Broncos, baby. (sighs) I like him there. It's so tough to let go of the first overall pick in the second round. You got Roman Wilson ended up at the Broncos. Uh, we're just just for anybody watching we're both not very high on Keon coleman and we're both not very high on xavier worthy um we just think they're kind of one-dimensional what they do so yeah and then the maybe you know what okay I'm just going to take a shot right here on Trey Benson. He is our number one. He is our number one uh, uh, running back coming out of the draft. He gets drafted as the uh, heir apparent to Derrick Henry and Tennessee. Uh, We know that there is a shifty Tajay Spears right ahead of him, Mm -hmm. but Trey Benson can do it all. Maybe they give him the first and second down workload, relegate Tajay Spears to what he has been, which is a three, a third down back, but he has had the ability to fill in on first and second down in a pinch of injury. But uh, Trey Benson, maybe he ends up being um, – Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry plus, or maybe more of, you know, not 
not so much a satellite back, but maybe he ends up in this spot, uh, growing to uh, someone that we we thinks a dog, someone we enjoy picking, and maybe kind of fades away Tajay Spears. So I'll go Trey Benson two point seven. You're at two point eight. Two point eight. Okay, I think I'm gonna. Uh, all right, I'm just gonna go Lad McConkey Philly. Um, I think, uh, ah, shoot, actually I'm going Roman Wilson. I'm doing it. Roman Wilson. I've been going back and forth. I want to take Roman Wilson. Cause I know at some point you're going to steal him from me. Cause I've been talking about him. <laughs> so I'm going to just take him before you take the preempt before you strike. I'm going to take him. I think Roman Wilson to Denver is a great fit. Uh, he can do it all. He's a grimy wide receiver. He, I can't, there is talk. That he can break wreck, he might break the 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 shuttle record at the combine. Um, so I'm excited to see that. I hope I see something to that. Um, I just think I think without Roman Wilson, I think JJ McCarthy would be not even talked about. So I just I just I feel like Roman was the one that bailed out McCarthy more often than not, um, and adjusted to quite quite a few bad passes. But that's just. That's just me, but Roman Wilson, my guy, before you steal him. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I like Roman Wilson. He lands at Denver, pairs up with Bo Nix. You've got to love that. I almost yes. went Roman Wilson right there, but um, I'm, I might, you know, because I think that some things will might fall to me later in the third round. If you've got a lot of third round picks, you might be able to use them, but I'm going to go ahead at 2.9 in a super flex tight end premium. I'm going to go Blake Corum. To the Green Bay Packers, uh, we see. Freaks. Yep. I, I, here's the thing: you see exactly what Aaron Jones is, but Aaron Jones is gone next year. If Love works out, that offense, and and uh, also if Christian Watson works out, that offense is is going to take a whole nother next step. As mm-hmm. Blake Corum, which is a he's a great running back. I love Blake Corum first and second down. I love his effort. He seems to me like the perfect cold weather running back, which he he was in Michigan. And he he was good enough to fend off Donovan Mitchell or or Donovan uh oh fuck, I forgot his last name, uh, who you'll will be talking about next year um as the running back coming out of Michigan. But as he came back for his his last season, he they had a great running back there, ready to go. But he ended up staving him off all year long, and he's going to take over Aaron Jones's workload uh, as the season gets on. And then next year, I mean, here's the thing. If Blake Corm has a healthy end of the season next year, he's coming into this draft in the second or third round next year. He's going to do what Kenneth Walker did for the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. He's going to push himself into that, like, 2-5 to 210 because you just know what type of volume they're going to get there and you know how the Green Bay Packers like to run it. I mean, it's a single running back system. That's what it is. So if Blake Corum can feast there, um, I, I really like it here. So we got Blake Corum pick 2.9 to the Green Bay Packers. Um, we got 210 here, Brandon. We're getting, yeah. we're getting here, Brandon. i tell this you is, what. This is Lad McConkey time. I think – I think this guy's a pro. I think he, I hope he gets the, the do that he, his talent dictates. 
I just don't, he's going to have to earn it more than others to get the trust, especially when you're stepping on a field with the likes of AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, um, Dallas Goddard. But we saw last year with the Eagles offense, DeAndre that, Swift, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. But what we saw last year was defenses really got wise to what they were trying to do last year. Um, so they need a third playmaker in the and from the wide re, wide receiver position that can move the chains that can be reliable on the third downs that can be re, reliable in the tight areas and this guy lad mcconkey separates like nobody other nobody else in this draft besides like maybe neighbors um when you come when you talk about separation um with routes and that's it i really think he is that elite with the separation i just think he's slightly above he's a slightly above average nfl wide receiver athletically slightly he just reminds me of julian edelman and if he can if he could be used correctly um i I like him a lot and i think he could become a safety blanket for jalen hurts i love lad mcconkey yep i love him a lot and (laughs) if the news is correct that maybe aj brown gets dealt that's crazy yeah Lad McConkey, if this if if both happen where this draft uh went down where Lad McConkey and AJ Brown went by, then you really like Lad McConkey this yes. year. You get a little nervous about when that trade went down. Did the free agent market already go off to where they couldn't back themselves up with anything else? So now they got a Lad McConkey as mm-hmm. their wide receiver too. So if that's the case, I just get nervous about uh, Jalen Hurts' accuracy. I mean, Lad McConkey is a guy where he's going to – Yeah, and you got to throw the anticipation because yep. you got to know where he's going and where he wants to go. But right here at 2.11, I believe it is, uh, I think I'm at 211. I'm going to go ahead with Xavier Worthy. This is this is there where – Yep, th- this is where you got to take a guy that you don't like. You took Keon Coleman earlier. Xavier Worthy – you know, he's a deep ball guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe Bryce Young falls in love with this guy. They picked him before any other receiver. They ended up having Troy Franklin fall into their lap. Is probably a yeah. guy they thought about, right? Probably yeah. a guy they thought about picking at 2.1, but said whatever, and now you can't, you can't let it go. But Xavier Worthy here, 2.11. Brandon ending out the second round here. Um, at two twelve. Um, I think I'm gonna go. Man, Spencer Rattler. Damn it! Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the upside of Spencer Rattler. Um, this guy, I think it, he has crazy confidence for a guy that's like up and down career. Um, it's a fun, yes, fun tape to watch, but also super frustrating, uh, because sometimes he makes the hardest things look so simple. And then the simple stuff look like it's, you know, the hardest thing in the world. And I, I, I like his mechanics. I, I he was a good player coming out of OU, um, kind of got lost in the shuffle in, at South Carolina was with Xavier Leggett. That was the only guy he had, um, yeah, I, I think I think he's got a good arm, man. Good talent. I I just I'm going to take a swing at him, um, especially in a super flex at the end of the second. No problem doing that. 
This is a great time for Spencer Rattler to go off. Uh, yeah. We are doing, uh, if you just joined us, we are doing a, a three-round super flex tight end premium rookie mock draft here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might as well, since we're that was the second round, that Spencer Rattler going to the Rams, we're using the Walter football landing spots. Just update, updated today, and I'll go ahead and kind of go back through the entire draft so far. At 101, Caleb Williams goes to the Bears. 102, Marvin Harrison goes to the Cardinals. 103, Jaden Daniels goes to the Commanders. 104, Malik Neighbors to the Giants. 105, Brock Bowers to the Chargers. 106, Drake May to the Patriots. 107, Romo Dunze gets paired with Caleb Williams this year in the draft at 107 for Chicago. 1.08, Bo Nix goes to Denver at 12. 1.09, Brian Thomas Brian Thomas Jr. goes to Dallas at the 24th overall pick, which I love that, love that. 110, Xavier Leggett, a little nervous about it, a little nervous with a, a pick 10 in the first round, but Buffalo Bills, first-round wide receiver, you, you got to like it. You got to take yeah. him there. 111, Michael Penix goes to the Vikings in the second round. 112, mm. J.J. McCarthy goes to the Raiders in the first round, or in the second round. Then we start the second round of our mock draft. Bucky Irving. I went Bucky Irving, 2.1. Wow. Way up there. Bucky Irving goes in the fourth round, but to a favorable, favorable landing spot, somewhere you just would love. I just the God, name. yes. 2.2 in our rookie mock draft, tight end premium. Troy Franklin falls to the third round. Wow. I'm just not taking it. <laughs> wow. Carolina Panthers nab him up in the third round. 2.380 Mitchell goes to the Bengals. Cincinnati. I had it as B E N instead of C Cincinnati C I N. Uh 2.4 tight end premium JT Sanders goes in the second round, fourth overall in the second round to the Commanders and we selected him at 2.4 in a rookie mock. At 2.5 Jalen Polk goes to the Tennessee Titans at the sixth overall pick in the second round. 2.6 you selected Keon Coleman. I know you hated it. I know you hated it, but Keon Coleman links up with Drake May, drafted early in the second round, 2.2 in the second round to the New England Patriots. At 2.7, Trey Benson, fourth-round pick to the Tennessee Titans. I can see some upside there. Uh, It's safe. It's a safer pick here in the second round. In the uh, 2.8 spot, Roman Wilson goes to Denver at 312. Love that. 2.9, 2.9, Blake Corum goes to the Green Bay Packers at 324. That's really good. That's a great spot. At th- at 210, Lad McConkey goes to the Philadelphia Eagles in the 18th overall spot in the second round. At 2.11 in our rookie mock, Xavier Worthy goes first pick overall in the second round. Now, we're just not Xavier Worthy, guys, but that's why he ends up falling in our mock. And then 2.12, Spencer Rattler. Goes to the Los Angeles Rams at 319. I really love that. I think he's going to study well behind Matt Stafford. And if exactly. he gets a chance to take it over and he does well, that'd be great. Now, here's the nut. Here's the thing, guys. If you've stayed tuned, we're now into the third round of a rookie mock. And this is where people fumble up here, but not us, Brandon. At 3-1, I'm going Tez Walker 
with the Kansas City Chiefs landing spot. Love the guy, love the upside, love the landing spot at 3.01 in a tight end premium rookie mock draft. Give us a like, give us a subscribe. Brandon, 3.2 in a rookie mock. We're getting into the gritty gritty here. Yeah, I'll take Parasol, um, six foot, just under 200 pound wide receiver out of Florida. Um, this is a little, he went higher than I've ever, I think he's going to go. I think he's more third, fourth round guy, but there is a opening for the wide receiver two in Atlanta. There is an opening. Um, Drake London's there. Kyle Pitts is there. Bijan and our, my boy, Tyra Algier. But the, the wide receiver two spot is wide open and he can more than fill that spot. I, it's just the volume. I'm curious to see what direction that they're going to go. But it seems like with the coaching staff coming from the branches of the Rams, I'm hoping we see a lot more pace to this offense and a lot more creativity. And I'm not, it's, it's not bad to get the wide receiver two in an offense that's structured with the, with the Rams kind of offense. I'm going to cheat here, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> I don't mean to cheat, but I'm going to cheat. Um, I'm going to go Braylon Allen here at 3.3. Now, here's the thing. In this draft, Braylon Allen did not get selected in the first four rounds. So, I mean, I don't love where the draft capital put this guy. I don't know what team he ended up on. <clears throat> um, should we do a fantasy pick of what team he maybe lands on here? And it's got to be in the fifth round, right? I mean, yeah. Throw let's say he goes, let's say he lands at the Baltimore Ravens in the fifth round. And I'm going to select him at 3.3 overall. We loved Braylon Allen. You love him. I love him too. Mm -hmm. But let's be real. Maybe he's not a good running back. I mean, if Walter football doesn't have him in the first four rounds and with the majority of these running backs being drafted in the fourth round, that means yeah, that what, what we hear, what we hear is right. Maybe it's just not a strong running back class. Maybe Braylon Allen is not a very great running back, gets drafted in the fifth round. But, hey, we love the guy. We, we love the talent. We got to go him. And you went Ricky Pearsall. Ricky is steaming up boards. He, he got picked in the 11th pick in the second round. I mean, Ricky Pearsall has That's a chance hot. there. It's real hot. It is. It's real hot. That's it's real not a great idea. landing spot. I mean, we don't we don't necessarily love Atlanta landing spot for a, a high, you know, rookie pick. But uh, at third round, I think you got to give it a chance, right? Why not roll yeah. the dice a little bit? All right, three point. Here we go. We're getting crazy. Right. Three point four, Brandon. I'm going Mike that hammer, Audric Estime, of Carolina. He is going to walk into that. RB room. He's going to pick up Miles Sanders by his throat and oh, throw him out of the club. And this guy is one of those dudes that runs so hard that his coaches are going to just love his effort. And people will not like to tackle him. He people will not tackle that guy. Um, and I just, I just think he's a above average running back. That's a pretty complete back. Um, good size on him. And I think the Panthers needed a little bit of attitude to that offense. I feel like they kept kept getting pushed around quite a bit. Um, and Chuba Hubbard's a great player, a great 
journeyman running back. Um, but Miles Sanders has proven that he just isn't that good and doesn't like to play through being nick- nicked in with any kind of injuries. So I think Audric is going to be drafted for a purpose, and it's the, to actually take over that role. And I think that's quite a good um, value if you can get Audric Estime out of the fourth round, and he could end up most likely by week six, being week seven, be your starting running back for the next three years. Yep, I love that. I love that. They ended up having to throw in their backup again. For the second year in a row at the running back position. And the guy produced. And he produced. I mean, for a couple weeks there, you really enjoyed throwing him in there. So that just goes to show you what that position can can be fruitful enough for your fantasy football teams. Which um, So I'm going to go upside here at 3-5, and I'm going to go Jonathan Brooks. Everybody said that he was going to be probably a first-round pick running back had he not gotten injured. I hate the landing spot, Tampa Bay, right? Rashad White's there. My my boy, Sean Tucker, I'm still going to die on that hill. But I'm going to go ahead and take Jonathan Brooks, 3.5. If you get Jonathan Brooks in the third round, you just might as well take him. I mean, yeah. what yeah. happens? I mean, what happens if he ends up being the the best running back in, in the history of running backs just because he ended up behind? I mean, we – we, we, we loved Isaiah Pacheco, and just because he was behind CEH d- yep. didn't devoid us from drafting him in the fourth round, right? So nope. here's Jonathan Brooks, Tampa Bay, 3.5 book it, 3.6. What do you got? My The nuts landing spot for running back, in my opinion, is Minnesota. Um, I think Minnesota, Dylan Johnson to Minnesota would be a great dart throw. Um, Dylan Johnson has some injury concerns, but I think he, I think I just like the landing spot. The draft cap is right for a running back, um, explosive back. I, why not? I, I, I'm all about, I'm, I try and take as many running backs late in drafts as possible because those guys end up moving around. They end up moving around teams, get cut, released, brought in. You never know what these guys and you just keep them on your on your uh, taxi squads for a year and let it pan out, and you can hit several. You know, you can hit. And Dylan Johnson is more than talented enough to do that. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I'm I'm a UW guy, right? I mean, the guy had an incredible year this year. They just ran him uh, to Into to the that. bone right up yeah. the middle. I mean, the guy can do it. Um, yeah. if you have some extracurricular activities going on in the third round. Great. Dylan Johnson should be a great goal line back, a good guy to have on first down. I like him at 3.7. I'm going to go Michael Pratt here. I mean, we're taking darts here. Seattle Seahawks. If they draft somebody in the fourth round, give them a shot. Uh, The thing about Michael Pratt is he has sneaky upside in the run game and Tulane defeated your boys over there, down there in the red and the yellow with Caleb Williams. Yeah, you can't play defense either. <laughs> I was just it's waiting for bad. you to tell me about it. So USC got defeated by Tulane. Michael Pratt led them to a victory. He can run the ball. He did not look good, though, <laughs> at all at the Senior Bowl. <laughs> but, but... Taking a shot on him in the end of the third round in a super flex. I mean, I would love to ha- to off this guy if he has one good game. 
off him for a second early second round pick next year or just stash him 3.7 like you said it's on the taxi squad everybody needs quarterbacks in a super flex draft i got comments i forgot about the comments get those third round picks lots of scratch rbs yep that's true It's it's and, really and the funny thing is my favorite scratch off RBs not even drafted in this, um, and that's uh, Marshawn Lloyd. And are you are you taking Marshawn Lloyd? I'm taking him if I can. I, I would like right to here? take him. Yeah, right here. Okay, yeah. Let's uh, hold on. So Marshawn Lloyd did not get drafted in the first five rounds. Um, so let's fantasy pick a fifth round uh, a fifth round landing spot for Marshawn Lloyd. Raiders. Okay, Raiders. Now, are we seeing Josh Jacobs coming back or what? If that happens, no, he's not coming back. Okay, so you're thinking that even if they draft Marshawn Lloyd in the fifth round, that they're going to just say, screw it, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, they they, they kind of like Zamir White. Um, Zamir White was pretty decent coming out of Georgia, not a bad prospect himself. Showed that he can hold, the, hold his own ground a little bit, but um, I'm just trying to have fun here. I think uh, Marshawn Lloyd – to the Raiders would be a really good one. Um, I think he's more explosive in the passing game than Zamir White, and I think they both could carry that load and they don't have to pay Jacobs. Yeah, I like that. Who wants to pay a running back? Seriously. Um, yeah. So, yep, at 3.8, Marshawn Lloyd goes to the Las Vegas Raiders in the fifth round. This one's easy. This one's easy. Uh, it's not that nobody forgot, but I just think that Jermaine Burton in the second round to Baltimore mm-hmm. is easy, easy here at three point. I think we're at three point nine now, or three mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I think we're at three point nine now. Second round receiver to the Baltimore offense, where they really don't have anything. I mean, Zay Flowers did emerge. Um, so I like Zay Flowers, but he's not a true number one, but neither is Jermaine Burton. So you got a both of shifty number twos, but I, my player comp for Jermaine Burton was angry Doug Baldwin, and I said this in a, in, a, in the podcast we've had earlier, but if Jermaine Burton falls to you in the third round and he got drafted in the second round of the real yeah, NFL yeah. draft, you got to take him. I don't know why we haven't already. I mean, it's just crazy. Because I don't like taking Ravens wide receivers. Okay. <laughs> I just Jeez. don't do it. I'm against it. Um especially now that Zay's there and he's been somewhat successful. Um, there's only so much they're going to do with that. But like, but John Harbaugh did say this was the first year that they had that offense with the, with the new, uh, with Munkin. And Lamar was dealing with contract stuff. So he wasn't in on the install of the offense and he wasn't able to kind of be involved with, the, with creating the offense a little bit. And John said that he's going to be more than – uh, more than um, active in that this year, this offseason. So that's good. Yeah. So we're, we're, we were adding picks in here that weren't drafted in the first four rounds yeah. because in, in our opinion, running backs drafted outside of the first four rounds are probably the only viable dynasty assets. I mean, right now, assuming this is the mock draft from Walter football released today, updated today, um, did not have Braylon Allen in the first four rounds, did not have Marshawn Lloyd in the first four yeah. rounds. And so uh, I can understand running backs, uh, being drafted past the first four rounds, being guys you'd like to have on your dynasty team because Pacheco sure seemed to surge out being drafted later on. But wide receivers, 
they they don't. I mean, very not very often do wide receivers hit um, being drafted outside of the first four rounds. It's possible. Stephon Diggs, I believe, was a fifth round pick. So um, now, now I'll tell you who I like that's not on here as a wide receiver that I think you brought up the name angry Doug Baldwin. Um, this guy named Malachi Corley. That yeah, who, is yak, isn't it? Yak, isn't it your pick here? Queen, it is. Yeah. So are and you taking Malachi Corley? Here? Yes, hundred percent. If that is a, if I can do that, I'm doing. Hey, what's the, what's the uh, landing spot in the fifth round? Because he would definitely be going in the fifth round. But where, where's his landing spot? I wouldn't mind seeing him in. Uh, mm, how about uh, with the Bengals to replace Boyd? Okay. So, so the Bengals double tap receiver in this draft in the second round going 80 Mitchell, uh, at 17th overall. And then let's just say 17th overall in the fifth round, Malachi Corley to the Bengals. That's, I mean, I really like that actually. Uh, Malachi, he's a dog. Now, Steve Smith just recently came out and had him on the podcast, had him everywhere, and really loves Malachi Corley. Uh, also, who loves Malachi Corley is what's his face from ESPN that everybody loves to hate. Um, uh, the, the the Colts guy hated him. What's uh, oh, Bill Polian? No, no, the coach. Uh, why am I forgetting this? Uh, the um, main freaking drafter uh, on ESPN. Mel Kuyper. Uh, Mel Kuyper. God, I, I, when I'm getting so locked into these rookie names, I forget. Mel Kuyper loves Malachi Corley. And yeah. I just feel like sometimes when you see a lot of the, the NFL mocks don't have Malachi Corley in it, but the people mocks do, that just means that what we're seeing on tape we're really liking from Malachi Corley. But let's be real. And he – it, it's not the same level of competition that he's playing. But he dominated. I understand he dominated, but yeah. I mean, you. It's like when when there's a complete talent difference in high school, those guys look like they dominate too. Then they're four star recruits. They go to the top end schools and they are never nothing. I mean, oh. it happens all the time. So Malachi Corley getting drafted in the fifth round isn't out of the realm of possibility. I think that's where he goes. To be honest. Yeah, I think so, too. Probably fourth or fifth round. I mean, somebody could fall in love with them. Look at this. Jermaine Burton went 230 to the Baltimore Ravens. Somebody could fall in love with them. So here I am at 311 here, and uh, I'm just going to go, again, throwing darts on the board. I'm going to go Jacob Cowing here. Um, Johnny Wilson, who I hate, got drafted in the third round. Jacob Cowing got drafted in the fourth round. But the difference here. I like Cowing as wide receiver three to Caleb Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Caleb Williams ends up getting Romo Dunze and Jacob Cowing in this draft. You automatically know Jacob Cowing is the slot, maybe high volume slot guy. Who knows? Uh, Jacob or uh, Caleb Williams has really done well with high value slot guys, especially this year. We will be seeing those wide receivers come out in a couple years, but I'm going to take an upside shot on Jacob Cowing here going to the Chicago Bears. Brandon, last pick of our three-round rookie mock draft. Superflex, tight end premium. Hit us with it, Brandon. Final pick of the draft. Ray Davis. Ray, thank God, you took my guy. 
I love Ray Davis. God. I can't believe I can't believe you didn't take him. I I can't believe you let him slip off this board. Yeah, but, again, fifth round running backs. I mean, I get it. Uh, it's 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 something I'm okay with. Like I said, but but where? I mean, where does he go? He he could end up. Why can't he be Raheem Mostert's replacement? In in Miami? Yeah. Well, because you well maybe I mean, do you think that they'll just end up giving everything to A Chain? No, I think okay, he well, needs a running mate. Okay, so let's do my. We could do Miami. What about the Giants? Giants would be great too. Giants yeah. in the fifth round. Let's do that. Giants in Giants the fifth in the round. Fifth, replace Giants in the fifth. Long. If Giants in the fifth round, that's like Jordan Howard with the Chicago Bears. Like, I love. That's it. what it reminds me of. I love it. All right, everybody. That was our three-round Superflex rookie mock draft. Tight end premium. Uh, we're going to rock the mock pretty much every week. Um, yeah. We're just going to pick out a mock from the industry draft. This one was Walter Football. Maybe we'll get a, a, a decent draft coming up that's more than a third-round mock. That's, that's the tough part. Maybe we can get one of these in pre-combine, but I'd love to really hop on the combine train, maybe on yes. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, something yes. like that, and try to get back on here for another mock. But Brandon, this was a great little thing. Maybe we'll chop this up and kind of see where everybody fell. But for DFS Army, we win life-changing money here. Please go to DFSArmy.com. Get yourself a pro membership. I am Flex Matt. He is Brandon Adam, and we are signing off. Sheesh. Yeah.